welcome to another episode. Today we are going to answer some of our listeners' questions. Yes. So we opened it up on Instagram and we asked for your questions and we had, I, li I liked these ones, they're, they're different, all three mm -hmm. questions are different, so let's start off with, this is, this is actually technically it was a question to me because it was about, but I think, I think it's got a broader application. Okay. So it was about opening uh, my own gym. So when I left Glasgow and I worked for CrossFit Glasgow, I moved back down here to rural Scotland and I opened my own gym. And somebody was asking, like, how, how did I manage that? Uh, starting it up by myself after having been part of like a big community mm -hmm. all on my own starting up and then how did I manage like the logistics of it and then the like I guess like the mental approach to it as well and I think this has a much broader answer in terms of like how do you start something new that's very daunting and overwhelming yeah. potentially mm -hmm. and puts a lot on you as an individual like why would anyone do that? And so I will tell you why I did it first. The reason that I did it was because community is so important that when I left Glasgow and moved back here, I knew that creating an environment where people, like-minded people could come together was more important than avoiding it. The positive outweighed the negative. So any apprehension I had, I could have just done like one-on-one -on -one online training, personal training, mm -hmm. and I could have made a, like a nice living out of that and it would have been nice and simple and non-stressful. Uh, but I chose to, to open up and start group fitness, so a CrossFit gym then. And uh, how stressful was it? It depends how you look at it. So anything that you go and start out on your own and put all the all the pressure on yourself to make the thing successful, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, so much of it is about how you view it. So I think this is about failure. Do you view things as... So I've been blessed with the gift of not understanding what failure is because I think I just don't ever give up. Yeah. And I, I think I think that is it, basically. Like, mm -hmm. what is failure? It is only when you stop trying, right? Because there's no, like, what's the benchmark for success? In anything, mm -hmm. what is the benchmark for success? Because I'm pretty sure if you set out in politics, for example, and you become prime minister, there's probably something else you would like to do above that. Yeah. You know, like, I think there's no real end game to anything. And this is an interesting illusion that people have because they think they failed, but really you can only fail if you stop. True. Because there's no end. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. I think, like, what's your expectation as well? Like, if yours is to create a culture and people start coming to your gym, like, where... At what point have you been like, well, that was successful, that wasn't successful? Yeah. Like... I like uh, some of the pressure is internal. It's like comes from expectations of what you think a gym should look like. Like hypothetically, you could open a gym or like a functional group and just have dumbbells. Yeah. And then you could start running classes. You yeah. doesn't have to look a certain way. Well, during COVID, we did, uh, and just after it, we did a lot of um, boot camp style classes. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we were still a CrossFit affiliated gym at that time and we were doing boot camps. Yeah. Um, they were great. Honestly, like, because at the same time, what did that mean? We were still bringing people together. Mm -hmm. I was still getting to hang out with people who were like-minded. In terms of, like, managing your stress and managing your time, um, again, I think that is how do you view things. So for me, I'm willing to put as much time as is necessary into creating something that's important to me or um, learning something that's important to me. I think people maybe, maybe this is a more modern problem, I'm not sure, where people expect to be able to do things instantly, mm -hmm. learn things instantly, and if they don't, they give up. Yes. Whereas I think that anyone can learn anything if they just keep going, Yeah. if they just keep allowing, uh, allowing the process and they keep moving forward and they're willing to spend some time on it and they're willing to fight through that period of time where they feel like they're not getting it. Yeah. You know, um, I think like this is quite hard and I, because I know people are really burdened by this, like the fixed mindset thing where they're like, oh, yeah. can't do it. It's too hard. Right. Can't do it. Um, if you're just listening to this, I just threw paper on the ground there. I think people are really burdened by that, uh, finding things difficult, but not appreciating their capacity to learn. Humans are incredible at learning how to do things. Absolutely incredible. And if you give yourself a chance, you will learn. Think of all the things you've learned in your life, from how to hold a knife and fork and tie your shoelaces, through to like, I don't know, like how to use bus systems, how to like do the job that you currently do, how to interact with people, how to, I don't know, there's probably all sorts of things that you do as an individual that you don't realize you spent ages learning. Yeah. You learned how to talk. Oh, you learned a language. You know, I, I think people maybe don't credit themselves enough with how amazing they are yeah. and their amazing capacity to, to learn and grow and allow it. That allow yourself to be a beginner. It must be a hard place to, if you've been in the fitness industry a long time, to then come and open your own gym where essentially you're a beginner again. Things don't look particularly great or it's not great or things take time to build up. Like you kind of have to go through the stages of things not being amazing. Yeah. And but when you've come from a place of like, you've been in it a long time, I think that can be hard. Do you know what was really interesting for me coming down here and like being amongst people who uh, didn't know what CrossFit was, <laughs> arguably didn't really care, <laughs> um, from an environment where I was in a big CrossFit bubble. So I came from a big gym in Glasgow that was really well known, really well regarded, um, very professional and uh, I was used to people knowing that I could coach mm -hmm. and like they knew what I could do. And so it was really weird coming down here, very big ego check, right? <laughs> coming down here to a bunch of people who knew nothing about me. I had no credentials as far as they were concerned. Mm -hmm. I had no history, no evidence that I could teach them how to deadlift better. 
I had to prove myself over yeah. what you know was relatively speaking quite a long length of time and uh, you know I had to learn to um, have people trust me and feel safe with me um, yeah patience I learned a lot over those like first few years mm -hmm. um, about leadership I suppose and about how you come across as a person and why it's important to be a nice person like really some simple things about human interaction that maybe I was neglectful of before that mm -hmm. not sure not sure but I think for anybody setting out to do something like a bit ambitious on their own do it yeah. you only fail when you stop that don't think about what your expectations are and where they come from you know if it's externally driven so your gym looks a certain way or if it's more intrinsic like creating a community yeah. you know i think that'll take a lot of pressure off and know that when you open a business it takes a long time yeah be, be patient time. like why wouldn't it mm -hmm. like i think this idea that everything if it doesn't happen quickly then give up yeah but that that comes from the it needing to look a certain way to feel okay like know the hardest thing like when you start a business or you go self-employed or anything is getting through the times where it feels impossible like it's going nowhere like that is the difficulty yeah. of doing patience. those things patience. patience and perseverance over a long time yeah patience and perseverance and uh, just keep looking for ways to make yourself better mm -hmm. better educated in your field uh, more trustworthy you know whatever your specific field like requires just keep trying to make yourself better and more knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. Um, okay, I love this question. Um, how do you change your mindset and your mental approach to you are good enough? Okay. Mm what is good enough? What, uh, where do you think you'll be when you're going to feel like, oh yeah, I'm good enough now? You need to just be okay with like being, I don't know, anything like overweight or a beginner or unfit. Like you are fine there. And you, we talked about this in another podcast episode um, where people were really nervous like to come to the gym because they were going to be like unfit or they're scared or they're going to be really bad. Like, yeah, just own that. Own the fact that you are at the stage where you are at and you are just as valid for being there. You don't have to be fitter to be good enough. You don't have to be slimmer or have a six pack. You are just valid exactly where you are. And see when we accept this notion it's the it's a human curse, right? We don't like to be bad at things. We don't like to be a beginner. We don't like to say that we don't know. But see, as soon as you step into that and own it, nobody can criticise you for it. Nobody can judge you. Nobody can make you feel bad. If I was to go to you, oh, Anne, you're a beginner. Like, why are you here at CrossFit? You're not, you've been doing it for 15 years. But hypothetically, you're a new person, okay? You're a beginner. Why are you here? Like, you don't belong here. You're not fit enough. Yeah, I'm not fit enough. But I am here and I'm going to stay here. Where can people go with that? They cannot go anywhere. And nobody's going to do that anyway. No, not they would. But that's <laughs> the worst case scenario. Yeah. But nobody has got anywhere to go with that. So in you thinking that you have to be fitter or blah, 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 to feel good enough, it's a lie. 
And for as long as you think like that, you will never get to a point where you feel good enough. I'll tell you something else that's not obvious until you do it, is when you start doing something that requires physicality, CrossFit, um, but it might be playing rugby, it might, like it could be any yeah. number of things. Like using your body in a way that is powerful mm -hmm. and allows you to get more like in touch with your, your physical power is incredible. Yeah. It's an incredible feeling. And don't think that feels different for me as it does for you. It feels exactly the same, exactly the same. You might not lift as much weight as me, but the feeling is exactly the same because I'm just me living in my body and you're just you living in your body. Yeah. And we only know what it feels like for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And all of us are just like wanting to like, you know, do the best for ourselves with like whatever tools we have available. So when you start using your body in a physical way, stop looking for it to look the same as somebody else's experience mm -hmm. and just enjoy your own experience. Yes. So the amount of confidence that then is produced from enjoying your physical journey is phenomenal. Yeah, take the comparison out of it. Yeah, mm. like allow yourself to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Like they see this, this um, limitation thing that people put on themselves where they want to limit their experience because it's a little bit scary thinking about what that might be. Mm -hmm. Like don't, don't, just allow it. Allow the the journey, allow the experience, allow it to be difficult. Yeah. Like allow it to not look the same for you as it does for me. Like, so I'm 45 now, right? I watch 20 year olds coming into the gym and they will very quickly catch up with me and go past me. I don't think less of myself for that. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't cry myself to sleep going Oh, it's not fair. I wish I was 20. I really don't wish I was 20 again, by the way. Um, that, that, yeah. Do you know how many people say that to me? They <laughs> would not go back no. to being a young person. No. I'm like that, trying to mark off the days. <laughs> Can I get to nah. 30? It's, it's a great journey. It's a, it's a fantastic yeah. journey that you would never like wish away for anybody. But you, like, if you've got any sense, you would never wish to do it again either. Mm -hmm. Because you get to where you are because of that journey. Yeah. Um, I love watching younger people coming into the gym. Now we've got teenagers coming up through, right? And I love watching them grow into their strength and their capability and like learning to move and become powerful. And that doesn't mean I'm less than because they're doing well. That's insane. Yeah, literally. That makes no logical sense. Yeah. And that's what you're doing when you're comparing yourself to people. You're removing that opportunity that you have to experience something really wonderful for yourself and you're taking it away from yourself and you'd have to ask yourself why are you doing that to yourself mm -hmm. like why do you want to remove a really positive experience and that like that comes down to how you view yourself and how you view experiences so then we come to things like, how do you talk about yourself? Is it positive or negative? Do you use positive language or negative language to describe yourself and your thoughts mm -hmm. and verbally? So are you always telling people, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just so, I'm so shit at this. 
like I just can't get I can't so one of the ones that I hear a lot is people telling me how shit they are at snatching yeah right because it's a really hard lift to learn like it's a really hard thing to learn and then they look across the room at somebody that's doing it really well guess what they've learned how to do it that they see this thing with like being bad at things yeah you are but think about blooming good you're going to be in two years yeah think how that gets me through everything yeah see if there's things like i'm a beginner at or really bad at or it makes me feel a bit like oh god you know i'm terrible at this i get like aggressive i'm like nah but in two years time i'm gonna be amazing so don't let that stop you be okay and if anyone's got anything to say about it they can come back to you in two years time you're great because yeah. you didn't and stop. guess what they never do no they don't know <laughs> that. um but also do. like that um feeling good enough and you're looking around the room at other people see for as long as you define feeling good based on other people like you will never feel good like we talked about this in another podcast episode you could be like the fittest in the room and you feel great about it and then you walk in somebody who's even fitter than you and you are now lo- no longer the <laughs> fittest five people could walk in on a monday yeah. night that are way fitter than right? you and you're and now trust me by the way this does happen <laughs> and you are not even like you're nowhere near being the fittest in the class anymore that's gone like that that feeling of i'm good enough now doesn't make sense see for as long as you compare and it comes like out with you that will be fleeting it'll be a fleeting i feel good enough pretty much all of this always comes down to how do you feel about you internally stop externalizing and looking out into the world to tell you how to feel about yourself yeah look in here in here to find out how to feel about yourself and if that language that you use is not positive then you need to change it mm-hmm. you need to change it because it will change your entire world it will change your entire experience of the world mm-hmm. if you use different language So if you're always putting yourself down, let's go back to that snatching thing, which I hear all the time. Oh, I'm so shit at this. Well, okay. How can we change that language? I'm so pleased with how much I've learned so far. I I can't believe how much I've progressed from when I started. I feel like I'm really getting that, what you said about keeping the the shoulders back and the tight grip on the bar. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm really getting that. Still can't quite get this bit, but you know I'll, I'll focus on that today mm-hmm. like there's so many ways to change that negative blanket oh i'm so shit at this that gets you nowhere that. be proud that you're coming in and doing something that you're bad at you're not avoiding it you're coming in and you're making yourself do it anyway do you know i was having this conversation with somebody the other day and we were talking about um <laughs> i've got a long track record of of, um, and I do this instinctively. I don't sort of set out to do it. I do it quite like, um, I feel quite compelled to do it. So I have definitely been that person that goes, I hate running. I hate burpees. You know, guess what? All, all fitness related things. <laughs> <laughs> I love deadlifts. I love back squats. Because <laughs> um, we tend to not like the things we're not very good at. Mm. So <laughs> I used to hate rowing. Mm. So every Monday night, I rode five kilometers. Every Monday, without fail sat down on the hour, rode five kilometers. I focused on the technique for rowing, the power transfer. I watched the data and the numbers and I kept doing it until I wasn't rubbish at it. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily the best rower in the world, right? But I kept doing it until I got the technique right and I was getting like a little bit of progress. And, you know, it was starting to, 
and bit by bit, I went from I hate rowing to, guess what? I don't love it, but I became decent at rowing. Yeah. And therefore, I quite liked it. I started to enjoy it. Yep. And I did that. I've done that with running. I've done that with like all fitness related things like burpees. But the big one that I did it with was gymnastics. Yeah. Being a natural like strength athlete, tend to find people are good at moving an object or they're good at moving their body. And I was not good at moving my body by comparison. Uh, but I'd watch people doing these beautiful, like, mm, perfect handstands and, you know, like these beautiful gymnastic movements with their toes pointed and it was all elegant and well put together. And I was like, oh, no, well, maybe, maybe. And I started to allow myself the idea that if I learned and put the work in, like, you know, it's, it's kind of obvious, right? Yes. And I worked so hard, and I cannot begin to tell people how hard I found it to get a pull-up mm -hmm. and to be semi-decent at gymnastic movements. Like, I was so scared of going upside down and confused when I went upside down, like, really disorientated. Um, I had a few accidents with it, landed on my head a couple of times. That doesn't help your confidence, you know. But nobody was... Like, I was having to do, figure this out for myself. So this was back in the much earlier days where people didn't really know how to coach this stuff. So I had to step back and go, right, how do I fix this problem? And I went, I am just going to throw myself into it. Mm -hmm. And I looked up, like, gymnastics courses for adults and all this kind of stuff. I used to go to an adult gymnastics class. Yeah. And I just attacked this problem until one day the pinnacle moment of my <laughs> life <laughs> the pinnacle moment there was a visitor in our gym in glasgow and from america and i was just helping her out and chatting to her and demoing some stuff and that and she says to me she's like did you used to be a gymnast <laughs> <laughs> that's that nothing's gonna surpass <laughs> that moment in my entire like, life now <laughs> that what a good feeling that like that's proactive yeah. When you're not avoiding the things that make you uncomfortable, you're taking charge. You're doing something about it. So hard. Yes. Be proactive about things that you're bad at. Do you know the thing is, though, as well, right? Because of that, like, it was so hard. But see the gift at the end of it, of taking something that I could have... I'm sure I did say words like, I'm never going to be able to do a pull-up. I'm sure I... And I avoided that, see, for the first few years, because I found it so hard... Yeah. I just avoided it. Mm -hmm. I pretended that I wasn't interested in that stuff and I was only interested in like lifting heavy things. I completely avoided it and just tried to be good at the things I was good at. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not telling you not to do that, right? But see the reward. Like, I'm proud enough of like having a heavy yoke walk or picking up an atlas stone and that, but that doesn't even come close to that moment when the girl asked me if I used to be a gymnast. All that effort. See the work. That's reward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. Um, I think there was one more question. Uh, yeah, I like this. I think this is a, a <laughs> I think this is an every person question. Um, how did I get started in fitness? I'm a fifty-five year old guy and never done anything before. Oh, well, good for him, by the way. Eh? Yeah. Like, how common must that be? Right. Whether folk did stuff as a kid or whether they've just never done anything before and they kind of know they should. Yeah. There's like, like yeah. nobody 
nobody sits around not knowing that no. they could be fitter. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. But how many people must feel like they do not know where to start? Do you know where to start? So there's definitely a few approaches to this. But I think of it, right? If I want to learn a language, what's the easiest way? I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go get a tutor. Somebody that knows what they're talking about. It's maybe not an option for everybody to go and get a coach mm. or, you know, go get like a personal trainer or anything. But if you can, do it. Because it'll leave you not questioning things. You'll get educated. It's a... It sounds like obviously you have to pay them and it's a bit more like time consuming, but it's an easier way to learn because you don't have to figure it out for yourself. You've got a teacher there, mm -hmm. okay? There's a reason people do better with teachers. So it's, it's, yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. That's yeah. my, if you have no idea what fitness you want to do, fine, whatever, but whatever you decide first to try out, have somebody there, have a coach, have a personal trainer, have a whatever, sports person, like have someone there. Yeah. I'm going to add a wee bit onto that. I think that's excellent. I will also say that just like car mechanics, there are good and bad personal trainers. And by mm. bad, what I really mean is they've not, they maybe don't have a total reality check on who they're dealing with. True. So what I've came across a few times is uh, people getting into personal training, thinking that they're going to be training people like themselves, athletes. Or people with like a long history of fitness behind them and it turns out that who they're training is people like that guy yeah mid the majority of pt yeah. clients are middle-aged yeah yeah you know people who you know, you say to them go and pick up a dumbbell and they go and get a kettlebell yeah bless yeah love them yeah but that's even more of a reason to get into fitness like if you're somebody that like this gentleman at home know that the majority of people that we work with are all like middle-aged yeah. you know these are the people getting the results so what, what I was kind of getting at there was um, be a little bit discerning mm -hmm. as a customer. So if you go, right, okay, I hear you, Beth, I'm getting a personal trainer. See if your personal trainer hammers you the first time you go and see them. Like, walk away. Mm -hmm. See if they don't watch how you move and give you advice on... See if they don't even tell you how to do a lunge properly. Mm -hmm. Or give you options if you struggle with that lunge. Yeah, and make you struggle anyway. Right, mm -hmm. walk away. Mm -hmm. If they ask you to do a thousand lunges on your first day, walk away. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would say, see if you're coming from zero with fitness and your personal trainer tells you to do maybe more than 20 reps of something on your first day. Like, depends what it is a wee bit, mm -hmm. so that's maybe a little unfair. But you, you see what I'm saying? It's like... When you go to somebody for the very first time, they should not be getting you to do a lot. No, you should not be walking out that session like crawling or dying or about to be sick or scarred. I would say, like my very, f whenever I get people for the very first time and I know nothing about them, my objective is to find out about them in that first session. I tell them when they come in and I say, look, we might not seem to do very much today, but it's really important that we spend this time mm -hmm. learning about how you move, what you want to do, like where your preferences lie. I need to figure out stuff about you so that I don't accidentally like injure you, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I, every time for the first time, all I do is I take them around a bunch of different pieces of equipment in the gym and just walk, I get them to do stuff and I watch them move and we don't do very much of anything. Yep. And then the next time I see them, I can get like a lot of feedback. 
were you sore? How many days were you sore for? See if your personal trainer is not doing that stuff with you. No. You know, and it seems a little bit like they just hammered you. It's kind of like ask how some one, questions. You've got like a one mold for like every person, and it just yeah. life's not like that. Ask some questions. Um. So. I think great advice, get a coach, get somebody professional to help you, right? The other, so if that's just not in your, because of where you live or because of finances or because like you're just too scared to do that. Yeah, that's too big a step. Yeah, then honestly, see if you've done nothing, do not go straight to I'm going to run 5K, mm -hmm. right? Because I'll tell you, 5K is a long way. I'll scar you, by the way. See people who tell you, uh, like I remember somebody once said to me, I was, get, I was getting back into running and uh, I was at, I asked my running friends, of which some of them do ultras, right? So <laughs> they, they maybe lose a little bit of perspective. And I said, um, I, I asked them something about carrying water. And somebody said, oh, yeah, I don't carry water on shorter runs, like runs less than 10K. Now, 10K for me at that time was like huge. Yeah. Huge. That was like an outing. And they're like, me. don't carry water. Like, be really careful. Like, other people's ideas of what is difficult compared to you could be huge. Yes. So if you're trying to go from zero, don't go straight to hero. Right? I would, I would say don't even try and walk 5K. Like, just go out and maybe, just, maybe do it by time mm -hmm. rather than distance. Or... Uh, a landmark that's closest to your house like say i'm going to walk to the town clock and back you know yeah. or i'm going to walk down to like the rugby club and back or whatever it might be or say i'm going to walk away from my house for 20 minutes mm -hmm. turn around and i'm going to walk back for 20 minutes do that every day for a week build it up yeah mm -hmm. and you know it'll start to feel less daunting less overwhelming maybe next time instead of walking to the rugby club you walk to like the local park you know it's a little bit further away turn around you walk back you know and just allow it to happen a bit more organically over time rather than like you know thumping it and hammering it mm -hmm. uh, start it's so hard for people to have this this start small yes. be i honestly my best advice is when you start is be under ambitious i know that seems so disappointing and so sort of like counterintuitive be under ambitious like your risk of injury might be quite high as well if you go in too hard. Um, I watched a thing on it was on BBC and I am I I, you know, I I should have written a complaint in at the time because I was livid watching this, and it was uh, they took two different uh, unfit, overweight people, um, with two different trainers, and they were getting them to run a marathon maybe, something like that. They were going to train them to run a marathon or something. And both both people had to drop out through injury. Wow. And it was because one of the trainers had them aim straight for a fight. They had them running straight away. Oh, running. wow, okay. This person's coming off their bloody sofa and they had them running. And I remember watching it. I was standing with my mother uh, watching it. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, they're going to get like an Achilles injury yeah. or something off that. I was like, have they even asked them like, if they ever walk anywhere? And then in the next episode they had, I, I, I felt like I'd cursed them, they had an Achilles injury. I was like, just don't go from zero to hero. Like, give yourself a chance and try not to do things that... So a really common one is people will go, um, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run 5k every day for a month. It's like, do you walk anywhere? Yeah. Ever? 
like don't go straight to this idea of something like that like maybe you'll manage it right okay and i would be so impressed if you did but don't set yourself up for failure set yourself up for success that the extremeness and how do you know, it's like when people set their calories really low and unrealistic yeah like it's so much harder to do that like yeah set yourself up for success don't 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 make yourself miserable by proving to yourself that you can't do it because you made it too difficult in the first place mm -hmm. like i love running but see if i was going to try and run a marathon i'm not going to go out today and run a half marathon because the last actually the last time i went running was quite a several weeks ago now since i last ran and it was only five kilometers so be realistic about where you're at like be honest with yourself and go okay the furthest i walk in a day is from the living room to the kitchen maybe i should just try walking to the end of the street and back mm -hmm. yep absolutely you know and it's not you're not less than because you did that like you're smart that's still more than you were doing the day before yeah and you're smart because you did that mm -hmm. because you've gone that's something i can do I'm going to do that. Don't do something so hard that you won't go and do it again. And scar yourself yeah. from the memory. Absolutely. I warn that when people come to class for the first time. You know, they'll, I'll be like, don't think I'm going to stand over you and yell at you. What I'll be yelling is slow down. Yes. <laughs> that is the quickest way to put yourself off of something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't scunner yourself. Scunner. <laughs> I love that word. That's a Scottish word. Yeah, I love it. So. Yeah, you got this. You got this. Okay. Thank you for the questions, guys. Um, we will be back next week, same time, with another episode. And we shall see you then. Bye for now.